Will you spend another summer working on your yard for your spouse, kids, and guests? Or would you rather spend the summer with your spouse, playing with the kids, and relaxing with guests? Hire Blue Duck Lawn Care to get the super healthy lawn you love and neighbors will envy. Blue Duck does the fertilizing and weed control. You just mow to get a lush, thick lawn. Best in your neighborhood. If it's got to be green, hire Blue. BlueDuckLawnCare.com. Remember, if it's got to be green, hire Blue. BlueDuckLawnCare.com. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, the program, a state house happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. How are you? Well, how are you? Great. We have a special guest today, big doings in Indiana politics and government. Micah Beckwith joins us today. He has declared he's running for lieutenant governor in the state of Indiana. How are you? Good, guys. How's, how's it going? Thanks for having me on the show, as always. Now, Robert, why did... we are really lucky he's in studio today. Well, absolutely. <laughs> and my question, first of all, is why did you decide to do this? Did you lose a bet? Did you draw the short straw? Why are you subjecting the next year of your life to running in... You wouldn't even, would it be called a Republican primary? We'll get into how you get elected in just a minute, because that's very fascinating. But why are you doing this? Well, it's been something that I believe the Lord's laid in my heart. For the last year and a half, I I really started asking the question, why did we see over the last four years some of the egregious oversteps within the executive branch? So Eric Holcomb has, in my opinion, violated the constitutional authority that he's had. Why did that happen? Where were the checks and balances so that that can't ever happen again? And I started looking at the system. And when you study the lieutenant governor's office, it's not an appointment. It's not an anointing by the governor. Never was designed that way. It shouldn't be that way. But what we've gone to the last 31 years is really the governor anoints a candidate. And then the delegates who actually really do have the authority to vote in the nominee, they just pick whoever the governor tells them to pick, which removes the accountability. It removes who do, who do the 1,800 Indiana delegates think would be best for that office, for the executive branch, so that you could hold the governor accountable, so that you could be a good resource for the governor when the governor's doing great things. And we've gotten away from that. So my heart is to return it to the way that it should be, give the voice to the delegates, give them a vote, say, hey, you pick who you believe is going to be best for Indiana in the executive branch in that, in that number two spot. And I believe I can I can be that voice. It's a it's a bully pulpit. It's a it's an influencing office, and and that's that's what I do. I, I love to move people down the path of what's right. Merritt, you're a historian. Did you even know this? Did you know the lieutenant governor wasn't just a fait accompli by the governor? Well, it has been for a very long time. I I, I got interested in politics in 1975, started volunteering, and it's it's had a a different. It's been a, like a roller coaster. It used to be in in the seventies and eighties that there would be so many people who would put their their um, hat in the ring. I remember John Mutz running against a, a bunch of people, and uh, and then as Micah said, that it's kind of devolved, evolved into a situation where the the governor picks a running mate, and and off we go. But um, uh, Micah. Uh, 
this office is there are a lot of agencies that over the years uh, we have we the legislature has that's not you up. anymore you're out of there buddy I am but over the last 30 years <laughs> you gone yeah um, we have taken the time to bulk up uh, the responsibilities of Secretary of State we've also done so with the lieutenant governor uh, way back in the 80s it was Department of Commerce and Pretty much that was it of economic development. And John Mutz did it very well as lieutenant governor. But now it's Department of Agriculture. It's a housing agency. It's broadband. It's OCRA, the community uh, arm of government. But but we've seen where uh, uh, Governor Holcomb uh, pretty much froze out uh, Suzanne Crouch. Right. She really wasn't at the table uh, before that. Wait, wait, wait. Time out, time out. Is it possible to say you froze someone out when they want to be a popsicle? <laughs> I mean, let's face it. It's not like she went kicking and, you know, well, screaming. Well, the lady gave, uh, uh, the lieutenant governor, and, and and by the way, if the governor isn't present, you're, uh, we salute you as governor <laughs> when, you're, when, you're, when, when you're lieutenant governor. So whatever underachiever wins, we can just kick them off to a foreign country for a while. Suzanne Crouch gave, her campaign committee gave... Eric Holcomb, Governor Savini, one point eight million dollars. Yeah. And for the thanks she got for that, he took her off the sign. Yeah, never. She didn't get on the yard sign. Is there a question for this guy in here somewhere, Merritt? I, I, <laughs> have you endorsed somebody, Pastor? Uh, no. For as far as who's running for, for governor, governor, no. Mm-hmm. I, I have a great relationship with all with all four candidates that are in the race right now, and I've called each one of them. I let them know why I was doing what. Are there what four candidates? There, Jamie Rittenauer is the fourth. She's a lady from Indianapolis running. She's really, I. Mean, I mean, I I would highly encourage everyone to look her up. She's she's got a great heart. She she really is a solid believer. She um she knows what God's word said, which I think is paramount. We need we need people who know what God's word says. Um, but anyway, all of that to say, they they were all very encouraging. Actually, even you know Mike Braun, Suzanne Crouch, and Eric Doden, uh, they you know called them and said, hey, you know I I appreciate each one of you. I I, I see your strengths. I could work really well with you. Um, and they, you know, most of them, I think all of them actually were very, very much like, well, this is, this is good for the party. We believe this is, it'll spur competition. It'll give the voice to the, to the delegates. That's not a bad thing. And so, so, you know, I, I just, I love that, that piece of it. We're, we're putting it back into the hands of the people who really should have the authority here and, and not making it an anointing because the anointing process is where we get so far, uh, uh, off track because now you just have yes men around the table. You don't want yes men. You want people who are going to critically analyze every situation and be honest. And mm-hmm. and I can do that. And and that's I, I can speak truth to power. You guys know me for the last you know three years. I've I've spoken truth to power all over the state in a in a very effective way. So. Uh, it is state house happenings. Jim Merritt, Rob Kendall, Micah Beck with with us today. He's running for lieutenant governor on the Republican side. We're trying to educate you on that whole process and how that works, Jim. Yes. Oh, I thought you were ready to say something. <laughs> I'm going to say something. Well, go for it. Well, Get it uh, out. We only got 30 minutes. My- <laughs> We spent Mike, seven minutes you Micah, tell, talking about some guy you, named Kermit. Micah, you're a disruptor. You, yes. you, you, you speak your mind. You st- speak truth to power. Yeah. Uh, we know multiple agencies, Department of Correction needs a culture change. The The idea of Homeland Security, You know, where were they during the pandemic? Yeah. Uh, uh, family and Social Services Agency. 
it, 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 state government, Republicans have been in charge for so long. There's so much that needs to be reviewed, analyzed. I, I don't think anybody really knows what Lean Six Sigma is in state government. How how can you it, it, how can you impose your will because you have a lot of will uh, on different agencies that you're not going to manage because lieutenant governor is management of agencies and presiding over the senate. That's right. How how do you plan to it's do a great, that? It's a great question. So there's there's not a ton of authority. What I hear you saying in the lieutenant governor office, which you're right. There's the governor is the guy. I mean that that'll be or the gal or the gal. Yep, the person leading the way has the mm-hmm. authority. But there's a concept in the business world that I've I've really just embraced. It's a it's a great concept. It's a, it's this idea of leading up. You don't have to be the CEO to influence change at your organization. You have to learn how to lead up, which means how do you influence those who are the decision makers? And that's what I'm good at. I I, I can I can have those conversations. I'm not afraid to have those conversations. I don't I don't fear losing my job. I don't fear someone saying you better go along to get along or else. I I I'm totally and 100% dependent on God as my provider and he will take care of me and my family, which gives it's a freeing it's a freeing notion when you come to that conclusion in life. And so I can speak truth to power, but I can influence, I can be, you know, the, the Bible says to be shrewd as a snake but as innocent as a dove. And I really feel like that's the spirit God has put in me. And so so it's this idea of leading up. So you're right. There's not a lot of authority per se in the lieutenant governor's office, but I think I'm very, very skilled and gifted to be able to lead up and to influence whoever the governor may be to say, hey, have you thought about this? Like hearing from people like the Jim Merritts and saying, look at the corrections uh, facilities within and, and the, the culture really of our of well, our warehousing human beings. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. We need to We need to fix that. Mm-hmm. And so that they, I'll bring up those conversations. Hoosiers can count on me to be to being their voice, even if. It may be a little bit of a of a a voice that brings conflict but, within the executive. Well, that's bank. the thing, right? Is COVID proved you can't trust the General Assembly to do the right thing. That's right. And if Suzanne, who has suddenly found the strength of ten conservatives plus two, she's <laughs> lifting the t- the the toy the toy sled over her head. Uh, she's bringing uh, uh, tax cuts and uh, limited government and no mandates to all the conservatives down in Whoville. Uh, if she had been that during COVID, we got a different ball game here. But yeah. nobody with the ability to speak spoke up as the governor clearly overstepped his authority. Well, not only that, Robert, no one's speaking up right now. I'm writing a book called Lessons Learned. Nobody's speaking about about what we did right and what we did wrong in COVID. And what did we learn from that that, you know, it may not be 100 years before we have a pandemic. Yeah. And, and should you become lieutenant governor, I expect you to be at the table and say, you know, uh, online learning was was good, but mask for kids terrible. was terrible. terrible. Yeah. Um, the idea of uh, of Zoom business, great. Yep. But 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 what did we do wrong? How can we um, how can we work towards uh, a communication? Because broadband, we're we're like thirty fifth in the country. Yeah. Uh, and and like it or not. Uh, our uh, we don't pay our state employees enough money, even though they just got an increase, and you 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 get what you pay for in that regard. And so, how I, I think the question is is how can you influence uh, the lessons learned during COVID 
and the idea that our our liberty was squashed. Yeah, it's simple. I mean, even throughout COVID, I it's said, not simple. I, I said, well, no, I, it really kind of is, Jim. The, the I said, follow the Constitution. The government, you can do all the way up to the point the Constitution tells you you, you can't do anymore. Mm-hmm. What the government did, they said, well, these are different times so we're going to take more authority than the constitution gives us mm-hmm. we're going to do things the constitution strictly forbids us from doing like mm-hmm. shutting down businesses telling people they're essential or non-essential mm-hmm. you don't have that authority as to go- i i said all along if the government would have just done what the constitution gives them the, the authority to do we would be far better off mm-hmm. parents could have chose whether or not to send their kids to school with a mask on mm-hmm. the government doesn't get to tell you that as a parent and, and so if the government just stays in line, our founders were brilliant, brilliant people. They knew this would come. They, they saw this. Mm-hmm. And so they put in the boundaries for governments to not do what the government did the last mm-hmm. four years. And, and that gives freedom and liberty and choice to the people. And we do it far better than the government does. I'm going to, you know, you know that like, of course, yes, the, yeah. the government divided us. hundred I mean, percent. There was, there was not a, there was not a unified effort against the bully against the person against the entity that was that was the pandemic and and leaders have to craft a a message to everyone and gather everyone by uh, 9-11 let me ask you this jim because you while you you the session had ended before holcomb started the lockdown express yes you guys still existed as a body and i didn't hear one lawmaker when Holcomb was calling peaceful protesters human petri dish, when Holcomb was having meet and greets with Malik Muhammad, I didn't hear any of you guys doing what you're saying. Hey, it'd be great if Micah can do this. Why didn't Why didn't the lawmakers do that? Because I think that's the that's the ultimate question here. Well, on March 3rd of 2020, I went to the microphone and and took my laptop there and in, in the Senate a chamber. And showed that the that the uh, governor had started a uh, a committee, and and then on March 11th we signed it. Died. And we, and as everybody knows, when we adjourn, when the when the legislature adjourns, they they flee. They they go back to their churches. They go back to their gyms. What are they refugees? <laughs> I mean, come on, they flee. They 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 leave. And 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 as. Uh, as it, it, I think if that would have been a long session instead of a short session, that would have been a long session. There would have been a lot of gathering of information. There would have been uh, a lot of caucus discussion about what we're hearing back home. And, and they could have worked with the governor to have a unified message. And But when, when you leave town with the legislature signing dies – uh, and, and adjourns, uh, the governor runs the place. Yes, yeah, and, so and, and I think that's a great answer, which, Micah, you can add on to this. It really does reinforce the importance of having an advocate, not for the governor, mm-hmm. not some team player who's going to give you $1.8 million and then just sit there and smile as they get taken off a sign. It it does yeah. what you're saying, right? Check, I'm so glad check you answered that way. Yep. That you are 24 hours a day, seven days a week, the person in that building who would advocate for the people. Absolutely. And and you look at Florida as a great example of what good gubernatorial leadership, executive branch leadership can do for the state. I, I think there's a lot of political play uh, at work when the pandemic was going on, you have guys like Rod Bray and you had guys like Todd Houston who are thinking, I got to protect my caucus. And so they, they, they 
they step lightly, sometimes much too lightly, when they're when they're out in the public or trying. They don't want to necessarily lead too forcefully because they don't want it to blow back on the guys and the gals in their caucus. And so you need a, a Ron DeSantis who can get out there and take the arrows so that the legislature is protected. They can do what they're doing. They're not necessarily the bad guy in the media. You got the Ron DeSantis who's taking the arrows and saying, okay, you guys, I'll give you cover. You guys go pass the legislation you need to pass. I'll be out there being the the guy fighting for you. And we don't have that in Indiana. And I believe as lieutenant governor, I could be one of those voices that could give the legislature cover, can say, you guys get it done. I'll get out to the media. I'll take the arrows for you. I want to make sure you guys have good legislation, strong pro-liberty legislation that's getting passed. Freedomfoodsindiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Jim Merritt, Rob Kendall, Micah Beckwith is our featured guest today. He's running for lieutenant governor. Um, I love that you're doing this, running for lieutenant governor, because you're bypassing the need to raise a gajillion dollars. You're bypassing having to kiss the ring finger of the donors and the lobbyists. Explain how Lieutenant Governor gets elected because regular guy hearing us right now can participate in this process. Yeah, so it's a great question. So it is a convention race. That means uh, in May of 2024, we are going to all across the state in the Republican primary elect our delegates for each district within each county. So like Noblesville, we have three delegate districts. Uh, Hamilton County, I think we have 116 delegates total that the party elects. So if you're listening to this and you'd like to run for delegate, do it. It's not a hard process. You should do it. If you're a Republican and you have a heart for Republican principles, run for delegate, sign up, go down to the courthouse in January of 2024 and say, hey, I want to be on the ballot in May to run for delegate. And they'll give you a form. You fill it out right there. And then voila, you're on the ballot in May. Tell your friends and family to come out and vote for you. You'll probably, there's a good chance you can get elected to that. And then once you're elected as delegate, then you go down to the state convention in June and then you get to decide this year, you'll decide on who you want to be lieutenant governor, who you want to be attorney general, the nominees, and then you'll vote on the party, the party principles and platform, anything that they want to they want to do differently with the platform and, and things like that. So that's what you'll do as the delegate. So it's 1,804 delegates around the state. So my campaign, to your point, Rob, you don't have to spend a gajillion dollars. And I hate that money plays that big oh, of a role. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. I hate that. But it is the world we live in. And this process actually is great because we're running a campaign laser focused to 1,804 people. And and that's, that's so if you want to support us, you can go to micabeckwith.com. Uh, we we're fundraising again. I'm, my goal is to raise between 150 and 200 thousand dollars, which is nothing when you're talking about a statewide yeah. race. Um, and so, but I I want to do an economically uh, a fiscally conservative race. I want to get a, have a strong message. I'm going to do the it's it's retail politics, shaking hands with the 1800 people, saying here's why I I will be a great lieutenant governor for you. I love this, Jim. I love the fact that he is basically subverting the process. He's telling the power brokers. I'm not beholden to you. When I win, I won't be beholden to you. Mm-hmm. And all you got to get is 903 people. That's right. right. And, and, and You have that many friends. <laughs> 
Well, uh, after being on your show a lot, I don't know if they, they might have gone away. Robert, Some of them just, might have gone and away. And just think about it. Uh, Diego. Diego do we have to? crisscrossed the states. <laughs> do we have to? We have to. You're going to do this? Diego brought. The reason why he is Secretary of State is he brought a lot of people to the convention as delegates. Yeah, he did. He, 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 he crisscrossed the state three and four times, and he wins because he had the most delegates. Uh, it, it, he may not have been the favorite in the party. No, he was not. It, I will say this about Diego, and I know Rob, you you got you know you can say whatever you want to say about Diego. Every function, I okay, went to. A lot, I'll I went do to, it. I went he got to, fired from the office. He was about hey, to be fired again. Let me How finish. long you got? Can I Sorry, finish? No, can I finish? All right. So, but Diego was one of the hardest working candidates I've ever seen. I mean, every function I was at, I was going to different statewide functions, not but not you know not at all of them, but any time I showed up anywhere diego was always there i i was blown away at how hard he worked on the campaign trail so say what you will about him the guy really to your point crisscrossed the state and, a ton and the lieutenant governor yeah will be there too yeah because she is she's a, a hard, hard worker, worker. yes yeah, she is you, you know robert one thing that uh uh the legislature did back in uh seven eight and nine is they gave the keys to the car to governor daniels meaning they gave him the power to run state government and more so than years past. And and the idea of executive orders, and I think Eric, uh, executive order Eric had at least 31 executive orders. And, and yeah, he, I, I mean, he was definitely the Grinch with his fingers nervously oh, rubbing. I must find some way to yeah, stop liberty they, and freedom from coming. They actually had to have an ex- executive order to tie all the exor- ex- executive oh, orders together. Wow. And so uh, there is substance to the idea of having uh someone in a lieutenant governor's office to be a check yeah uh, on on the governor and so um the idea of a strong lieutenant governor has merit uh, no, no pun intended <laughs> i see what you did there. i like it <laughs> uh rob kendall jim merritt micah beckwith the program state house happenings your weekly look at what's going on with indiana politics and government we're talking about micah running for lieutenant governor and that'll be decided next year at the uh, at the convention here is another reason I love this, because you get an entire year to talk about things that the Republican Party does not want to talk about. Yep. And the reality is, and you and I were at the property tax rally last Saturday at the State House. they are stealing money from people on property taxes. They are robbing people blind. They are allowing local governments to rob people blind. And you now have a bully pulpit basically for the next year to crisscross the state and point out how you can be a voice for regular people on property taxes when seemingly Braun and Crouch and Doden, none of them right now want to talk about this and you get to do that. Yeah, and I think I have been critical of the Republican Party, not because I don't believe in Republican principles, but because I think we've gotten away from those principles and and low taxes, things that re- relieving the burden of government off the shoulders of Hoosiers is a Republican principle. And they haven't done that. The legislature, the current administration has not done that in Indiana. And so I get to, to your point, I get to travel the state and talk about what can we do to get the burden of government off of your back so you can go out and, and make the life you want to make and be successful. Um, I, I do, I do think that there's, this is a win-win. I mean, I, I'm I'm looking to win the the actual nomination. Absolutely, I'm going to work hard for that. But 
regardless, I get to go out and promote conservative constitutional values all across the state, educate people on the process. People want to get engaged. They don't know how. I'm a, I'm a teacher. I love to teach and say, let's. It's we're all in this together. I'm no different than anybody else in this room or anyone else that's listening. We all have a role to play, and I just this is my role, and I want to encourage you to find your role and and get involved. And so, yeah, it's now I I want the party the pe- establishment listening to hear me say I'm not against the party. I'm holding you accountable because if you keep going down the path you're going, in a few years we will be a blue state again because people will get tired of listening to the same old, same old from Republicans during election season, but then they don't they don't give them anything when they're actually in the legislature. I don't want to see Indiana go blue because I know what the blue wave does to states. We, it destroys states. Yeah. We've seen it all over the country. Yeah. But we have to be principled and we have to remain uh, tied to those principles as Republicans or else the voters will give up on the Republican Party. And I really believe the Republican Party is a great party principled uh uh, direction that we need to go as a state in order to continue to maintain prosperity, liberty, safety, and just a great state that the rest of the nation would look at and say, wow, we want to be like Indiana. Are you, you know, Robert, our, our message has gotten tired. Yeah. Uh, well, it stinks. Yeah, it, it's gotten tired. and, and uh, Legalized be- vote buying is a terrible message, and that's <laughs> the Republican message. Being in charge for decades now, uh, it, it's, it's not unusual for a party to not have a dynamic, change-oriented type of approach, because yeah. you've got you got the governor's office, you've got statewide, you've got a super majority. You really don't have to do anything. We've got there's com- no debate. Complacent, yes, is what's happened. Yes, complacent. We've very entire message. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to hearing you disrupt. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I've got to ask you this because I I, I don't. This is going to sound as a slight. You know, I love you. Yeah, it is not a slight. It is a slight. Uh, no, it's not. Listen, look, you've gotten a lot of attention yeah. out of this declaration. Yeah. And I am surprised that you have received the amount of attention, newspapers all over the state, radio stations, TV, um, and... Well, it's if, because I announced on WIBC well, with Kendall and Casey. That's so. how you want to win. <laughs> but, uh, but Rob, are, are, Rob he should, Robert, he should not fool himself. None of these governor candidates... Want him to run for lieutenant governor? Well, so that so yeah. that is that is uh, yeah, and you make a great point, Jim. Are you surprised at the amount of attention you've received because of this? And do you know how much this enrages the people, the three people running, who no matter what they tell you on the phone, and the state or, chairman, uh, yeah, yeah. No, any of these people, because you are subverting their process? Well, so. I make no ifs or ands or buts about it. The the media is not our friend as Republicans. They never will be. Don't act like they are. So when the media starts giving me positive attention, like they have around the state, I think to myself, okay, what's in it for them? And they see it as, okay, I'm actually going to disrupt the Republican Party, who the media hates. With And so they see me almost like if my enemy is your enemy, then we can kind of be friends. I'm not an enemy to the Republican establishment. I don't see myself as that. I just want to hold them accountable to Republican principles. But the media, I think around the state, the reason it's been so positive is because this, they see this as, oh, this is a curveball that the establishment may not know what to do with right now. This is a good thing because it just disrupts the Republican process. It's news. in Washington playing U.S. Senator. He should resign as U.S. Senator and come home for run for governor if he wants to run for governor. Yeah. And and Suzanne's ricocheting around the state. She'll be at the state fair 
she'll be at all the county fairs. I'm not sure what Doden's doing, but uh, <laughs> Doden's not sure what Doden's doing. There, there's a great up. Op- the, the reason why I started this out with why not running for governor because it it's one of those things where there needs to be wrinkles, and the reason why you're getting all the attention is because everybody else is boring. Yeah. It, it's just a boring race right now. Oh my gosh, that's the most perfect take ever, Jim. I wish I'd have, I wish I'd have used that. I'm going to totally steal it and not give you any credit for it. They it's are boring. They're boring. They're boring. And that's what I, t- I told somebody this the other day, or at least in my mind, I said it the other day. I don't know if I said it out loud, but I said this will make politics very interesting Absolutely. for the next year. And it's the same thing. And I, we don't have time to get into a day, but if Curtis gets in, oh yeah, you know, oh, yeah. if Curtis Hill gets in and runs for governor, it will make politics interesting and these three running are about as entertaining as dry paint right Right, now right how can people find you because you can tell them in more detail than we had here today how you become a delegate and all those sorts of things and you need 1800 people yeah that's right how can people find you yeah 900 you're very hard to locate so uh yeah so yeah hard to locate uh micahbeckwith.com is the website go there there's a video on how to become a delegate so I i recorded a video walks you through the process and, uh, and then you can find me on Facebook, Micah Beckwith for Indiana, and then Instagram, Micah for Indiana. So just Google Micah Beckwith and then, you know, go past all the leftist hate uh, that you'll see there. And then you'll probably find my website in there somewhere. So. The, the alphabet probably. soup people despise you, which they, they, makes they, me they, like you even more. They do not like me. So. Uh, Micah, I think this is awesome. I'll, uh, we got about 30 seconds left here, and so I want to give Jim some time, too, to, to say a fi- some final thoughts. But I think it's awesome you're doing this. I think it's great for Indiana. I think it'll be awesome at the job. If you win the lieutenant governor's race i might actually even vote republican maybe uh you know i love rainwater but i, I mean i just think it's awesome you're doing it well, so thank, thank you, you for doing Thanks. it freedomfoodsindiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door no need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store freedomfoodsindiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse i'm rob kendall I love freedomfoodsindiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. Freedomfoodsindiana.com. Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt. The program is State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Don't forget, you can find me on Twitter, at Rob M. Kendall, at Rob M. Kendall, and you can hear me weekdays 9 until noon. Weekdays 9 until noon, the Kendall and Casey Show on 93.1 WIBC. Thanks to Micah Beckwith for joining us today. For Jim Merritt, I'm Rob Kendall. You've been listening to State House Happenings.